Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the restoration of Israel as we pick up in Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Chapter 43 gets in the restoration. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God and the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Arabia for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east. I will gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the end of the earth. And so God predicted this present day gathering together of the people of Israel back into the land. Coming from the east, the west, the south. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Now, God says concerning them, I have created them. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. In the Hebrew, there are three different words. Created, made, and formed. As God speaks of his work, one is that of creating something out of nothing, which only God can do. And then how God made them and then formed them, formed them and made them. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes, the deaf that have ears, that all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us the former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified or let them hear and say it is truth. Now, God said of the Jews, ye are my witnesses. And surely someone said, if you want proof of the Bible, just look at the Jew. There's proof of the Bible. God said that he would make them a nation once again. They are a nation once again. You can't deny it. That's an impossibility, and yet it's a reality. It's impossible that an ethnic group of people could live for 2,000 years without a national homeland and still survive as an ethnic group, unparalleled in history. God said, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now those who say, well, you know, it doesn't matter really what you believe. There are many gods, many paths to God, and hey, he doesn't agree with that. 
Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I wonder what the Mormons do with that. Sort of puts the brakes on their ascending into the Godhood status. I have declared and have saved, I have showed, when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall hinder it? Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all of their nobles and the Chaldeans whose cry is in the ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, which brings forth the chariot and the horse and the army and the power. They shall lie down together and shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as a toe. Remember ye not the former things. Therefore consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the fields shall honor me, the dragons, the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness, the rivers in the desert. I give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself, and they shall show forth my praise. But thou hast not called upon me, O Jacob. Thou hast been weary of me, O Israel. Thou hast not brought me the small cattle of your burnt offerings. Now God is speaking how the nation Israel has not really been keeping the covenant with God. They have not offered to God a burnt offering. Neither have they honored God with sacrifices. I have not caused thee to serve with an offering, nor weary thee with incense. Thou hast brought me no sweet cane with money, neither hast thou filled me with the fat of your sacrifices, but you have made me to serve with thy sins. Thou hast wearied me with your iniquities. I, even I, am he that blotteth out the transgressions for my own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that you may be justified. The first father hath sinned, and the teachers have transgressed against me. Therefore I have profaned the princes of the sanctuary. I have given Jacob to the curse, and Israel to reproaches. And so, because they have not kept God's covenant, they've experienced the desolation. Yet, now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou, Jezerun. Now, Jezerun means upright, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon the seed, thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the watercourses. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Yaakov. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord and surname himself by the name of Israel. Uh, God speaks of a real revival among the young Israelis, among the young people. 
as, as they begin to claim, I'm the Lord's, and, and my name is Yaakov, and another one says, my name is Israel. And thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, Yahweh of hosts. Wait a minute. Thus saith Yahweh, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, Yahweh of hosts, the Father and the Son. I am the first and the last. Beside me there is no God. And who, as I shall call and shall declare it and set in order for me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Fear ye not. Neither be afraid. Have I not told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Now they that make graven images, it's all such emptiness. They're delectable things. They shall not profit. And they are their own witnesses. They see not nor know that they may be ashamed. Who hath formed a god or a molten or graven image that is profitable for nothing? Behold, all of his fellows shall be ashamed, and the workmen, they are men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up. Yet they shall fear, and they shall be ashamed together. The smith with his tongs both worketh in the coals. He fashioneth with hammers. He works on it with the strength of his arms. Yea, he is hungry, and his strength fails. He drinks no water, and he is faint. The carpenter stretches out his ruler. He marks it out with a line, and then he fits it with planes. He marks it out with a compass, and then he makes it after the figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in the house. And so he's talking about these people making their gods, making their gods in the form of men, some of them making them uh, of, of molten uh, gods out of, of the metals, and others making gods with wood carving them to look like a man so that they can set it up in their houses. In recent archaeological diggings on the hill of Ophel, which was the city of David, which is above the springs of Gihon there in Jerusalem, they have recently uncovered houses that were destroyed by the Babylonian army under Nebuchadnezzar. And as they have uncovered these houses there on the hill of Ophel, they have found multitudes of graven images that the children of Israel had made, some of them of iron, some of them of other types of metals, some of them, of course, of wood. And they have found multitudes of these graven images in the homes of the people, which, of course, just brings to light this prophecy of Isaiah as he is speaking out against these very things, talking about how the carpenter will take his ruler, measure the thing out, take his compass and make his circle, and then the plane and, and carve the thing out and make it look like a man. But... <laughs> Here's the inconsistency. Here's the stupidity of the whole thing. He cuts down the cedars. He takes the cypress and the oak, which he strengthens for himself among the trees of the forest. 
He plants an ash, and the rain nourishes it. Then it shall be for a man to burn. He will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he'll kindle it, and he'll bake his bread. And yea, a god, and worship it, and makes a graven image, and he falls down there too. He burns part of the tree in the fire. With part of it, he heats his oven to bake his bread. And with part of it, <laughs> he makes his god. All of the same piece of wood. You, know, you take a tree, you cut it down, and you take part of the tree and you carve your little god out of it. But you take the rest of the tree and you burn it in your fire and you warm yourself. You say, aha, I've seen the light, you know. <laughs> and part of it, you break your bread. And part of it, you bow down and worship. And you say, oh, you're my god. How totally illogical and inconsistent. And God points this up. Uh, how foolish man is when he seeks to create his own God, when he makes his own God like himself. So he burns part of it in the fire, verse 16, with part he eats his flesh, he roasts his meat, and he's satisfied. He warms himself and he says, Aha, I'm warm, I've seen the fire. And the rest of it, he makes a god out of it, even a little graven image. And he falls down unto it, and he worships it, and prays unto it, and says, Deliver me, for you are my god. Oh, how foolish. They have not known nor understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see, their hearts that they cannot understand. Tragic. When a person has gone so far, in his rebellion against God that God just allows him the blindness of his own folly. Shuts his eyes that he cannot see. Therefore, Jesus said, as Isaiah the prophet spake of them, declaring, therefore, they could not believe. It is possible for a person to reject the Lord so much that he'll come to a place in his life where he cannot believe. In John's Gospel, 1238, it doesn't say, therefore, they would not believe. It says, therefore, they could not believe. As Isaiah the prophet said, having eyes to see, they cannot see. Ears to hear, they cannot hear. Therefore, they could not believe. There is a time we know not when, a line we know not where, that marks the destiny of men twixt sorrow and despair. There is a line, though by man unseen, once it has been crossed, even God himself in all of his love has sworn that all is lost. It's possible for a man to go over that point of no return, where God gives him up to his own blindness and his own folly, turns him over to his own folly, and allows them to go, and they cannot believe. Very tragic condition indeed. That they cannot understand. Not It's no longer will not. They cannot. And none considers in his heart. Neither is there any knowledge or understanding to say, hey, I've burned part of this in the fire. And I've also baked my bread on the coals, and I've roasted my flesh and eaten it. And shall I make the rest of it an abomination and fall down to the, to the 
stalk of a tree? Now, nature does reveal God to man. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the earth shows his handiwork. And day unto day they utter their speech. Night unto night their voice goeth forth, and there is not a speech nor a language where their voice is not heard. But there is an illogical way of observing nature, and there is a logical way of observing nature. There is a logical way of looking at a tree, admiring the blossoms, enjoying the beauty, admiring the capacities of reproduction that are there in the tree, the seed that develops, that falls into the ground, the new tree that forms, the way the seeds are propagated by little fins of propellers or by hooks or whatever as, as a tree is capable of propagating itself. And to look at all of these processes and say, oh my, that's God. No, no, that isn't God. That tree isn't God. That's stupid. The logical way to look at the tree is to see it, to admire it, to enjoy its beauties, and to say, that is a part of God's handiwork. That's a creation of God. And to worship the God who created the tree rather than to worship the tree. But many people get hung up at the tree and they never get beyond the tree. And so Paul says, who worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forevermore. And this is a common mistake that men often make. They get bound up in the creation and they worship the creation rather than the creator. But the creation was always intended to point us to the creator. But men get hung up here on the material level and they worship and serve the creature more than the creator. And, and yet God says, hey, they don't, they don't have any understanding. <laughs> Part of this tree I warmed myself with in the fireplace. Part of it I roasted my meat. Part of it I baked my bread. And the rest of it I'm falling down and worshiping and saying, you're my God, deliver me. Oh, shall I fall down to the stalk of a tree? He feeds on the ashes. A deceived heart hath turned him aside that he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Now remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant, I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel, thou shalt not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains. O forest and every tree therein, for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all, that stretched forth the heavens alone, that spreads abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the liars and makes the diviners mad, that turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolish. 
All you have to do is read the scientific textbooks of the first of this, um, <laughs> scientific textbooks of, of 1890. <laughs> and the knowledge of men in those days, and, and you read it today. Did you know that when bathtubs were first in, introduced in the United States that they were all outlawed by many of the cities? And, and doctors were predicting all kinds of dire consequences if a person bathed every day. And, and because of the tremendous danger, the health hazard the bathtubs posed, many cities and, and all outlawed bathtubs in the beginning because the doctors were warning of the dangers of, of taking baths too often. <laughs> oh, yes. As Paul said, professing themselves to be wise, they've become fools. Anytime a man leaves God out of his life, or out of his consideration, that man has become a fool. The Bible says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. I am the God who turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolish, the knowledge of man. We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 43 through 44 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord watch over you as you go May his hand be upon your life for good. May the Lord bless you and strengthen you and fill you with his Holy Spirit that you might walk in his love, that you might be an instrument through which he works his work of love in a world that is filled with hate and suspicion. May your life be as a light shining in a dark place, bringing hope to those who sit in darkness. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Have you ever had a friend who's not a believer and they ask you a question about the Bible and you're thrilled? Finally, they want to know about God, but then you go blank because you can't remember the scripture that would answer their very question. You're not alone. It happens to me all the time, and I think if only I had a quick scripture reference that would help me right then and there, that would be perfect. 
Well, guess what I found? Pastor Chuck's Old and New Testament study guides are available to download as ebooks instantly to your phone or mobile device. Now, whenever you need to find the meaning to a scripture reference quickly, you can. Pastor Chuck has written great little Bible commentaries to help anyone come to a better understanding of God's Word. To find out more and to read a book preview, visit thewordfortoday.org and click on the link to download the Old and New Testament study guides by Chuck Smith. Or if you would like to order these books in print, call the Word for Today at 800 272 